1: this is the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio
2: yeah caitlin clark she can afford the birkin bag any bag she wants in there and she's gonna get the bag deservedly so what a performance last night what a career for Caitlin Clark, who sets the all-time D1 women's college basketball scoring record. 49 points, 13 assists. She does it on a logo three from 35 feet out. She scores the first eight points of the game for Iowa last night. Unbelievable. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at Progressive Commercial. Dot com, Caitlin Clark last night after her amazing performance had this to say about setting the record at home.
3: I don't know if you can really script it any better. And just to do it in this fashion, I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful to be surrounded by so many people that have kind of been my foundation and everything that I've done since I was a young little girl. And I started crying when watching that video just because I'm just filled with so much gratitude and love. And the way the fa- these fans support women's basketball is so, much special, is so special. And you all knew I was going to shoot a logo three for the record. Come on now.
2: I mean, amazing. It's like she, like, called her shot there. Uh, Holly Rowe has covered college basketball on the women's side for a long time. She's phenomenal at what she does and had this to say on game night last night here on ESPN Radio.
1: I think she's the biggest star in basketball right now. In all of college basketball, she is the biggest star. And why I say that is, like, the Wall Street Journal, CNN, NBC News, like, there is mainstream national network media here covering this game tonight. I I just haven't seen anything like this since maybe UConn was going for their record streak, you know, when they were at 111 uh, game winning streak. Some of Gino's records, I can remember press like this, but not for a single player. I I really don't ever remember a national intrigue like we're seeing. I mean, the Today Show is doing stuff on her. It's becoming mainstream media, and this is a woman in sports, as a mainstream media person in college basketball, I just think it's unprecedented.
2: I think Holly may have undersold this. I would argue that Caitlin Clark is the biggest star in all of college sports, men's or women's, any sport, and it's one of the biggest stars in college sports over the last decade plus, guys. Yeah, I mean it's hard to push
4: back against that, but I mean the the media that was probably the most impressive to me is what current NBA players were saying on social media about what Caitlin Clark had done, giving her a shout out, calling her a baller, all of these different things. Like Spider Mitchell did it, Trey Young did it. The fact that you have you know NBA players checking for Caitlin Clark and following her journey in order to get to this point where she could break the woman's scoring record in college basketball is just absolutely amazing. And it shows you how much of a spectacle she actually is and how dominant she's been in horse sports. So, I mean, we're talking about her being on pace to lead the country in scoring three different seasons, and she would be the first player to ever do that. So it's really, really impressive what she's done, and it was fitting that it was a logo three to break the record because that's what she's become known for with all of the sports center highlight reel type of plays, her being able to do that within the context of her team coming up with a big Big win to keep pace with Ohio State in the conference.
5: Yeah, it had to be a logo three for the record. Of course, she was going to do it with the dramatic flair and the excitement that she brings to everything that she does. But, CeCe, you're right. When when NBA players are talking about what Caitlin Clark is doing, it shows you how transcendent she is past women's basketball. Patrick Mahomes was talking about Caitlin Clark in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. She has captured the attention of not only the college basketball world, but of the sports world. She is a bona fide superstar. She is a supernova, and I. She talked in that clip about how she's filled with gratitude. I'm filled with gratitude for Caitlin Clark. Like, what a privilege to be able to watch her play basketball. And as somebody who grew up idolizing Mia Hamm, I love that there are so many young girls in this country that are tuned in to watch Caitlin Clark, and that she is that role model for them. Because I promise you, she's only just getting started this is going to continue through the wnba and i think about the impact that she's already had on women's basketball and how that's only going to continue further and it makes me really excited and i'm really proud of her i love watching this play out in real time it's really special
2: is there a collegiate athlete any any sport over the last men's and women's over the last decade plus let's say that we can definitively say is bigger in stardom in star power than Caitlin Clark. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Like, the initial one is a number to be a part of the show, by the way, if you want to chime in on that. The the athlete that you would say is bigger than Caitlin Clark. My initial thought process, guys, went to the most recent star in college sports because she's clearly the biggest star in college basketball. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even who is the biggest star in men's college basketball right now. I, I don't think whoever, whoever we would say it is, is not close to Caitlin Clark. The person that I went to was Caleb Williams, who plays an enormous sport, obviously, in college football for an enormous program in USC, previously, obviously, Oklahoma, also a big program. Yeah. But I don't know that he individually brings as many people as K- uh, Caitlin Clark brings to the table. No,
4: I don't think he does. And a part of it is the West Coast bias. that That's baked in there. But then I think the other thing is, what we see these athletes do once they get to the postseason, and and for college football, unfortunately, it's only a one-game sample size. You know, we don't have the actual, you know, the the playoff for the majority of the teams. It's only four teams in the playoffs. So if your team doesn't qualify, you're playing in a, a non bowl game. And for Caleb Williams, you know, he didn't play in that bowl game this year because he's getting ready for the NFL draft. Whereas with college basketball, the postseason is the NCAA tournament. And that's when everybody locks in. No matter who you are, you're sitting down to watch the men's and the women's NCAA tournament, and you want to see who's going to come out on top. And that's when Caitlin Clark has been able to make her name, her run to the Final Four last year, and seeing what happened in the controversy with Angel Reese at LSU. Like, all of those things feed into the public getting to know her, Caitlin Clark becoming a household name. And so we all have this investment in this person in this player And we want to see them be able to dominate and we want to see them be able to make history. And that's what Caitlin Clark has done at every single turn. So I think that has led to her becoming the draw that she is in women's college sports. And it's only going to push the needle forward for this sport as a whole. Think about where we were in 2021. Where we had Sedona Prince, a player on the University of Oregon's team, complaining about the facilities that the women's had in San Antonio for the NCAA tournament in comparison to what the men had in Indianapolis for their tournament, and, and now we're, we're talking about Caitlin Clark, a woman, being the biggest star in all of college basketball, men's and women's. It's come a mighty long way. There's still some work to be done, but Caitlin Clark is a big part of why the sport has become wildly popular.
5: Amen. And it's going to continue to grow in large part because of her. I I see that arrow going up. But as you were talking about that, Cece, I I thought about how many people have spent their money and purchased a ticket to see Caitlyn Clark because they want to be in the presence of greatness and they want to be able to say that they saw her. I also think about the pressure that comes along with that, knowing that everybody that's there is is having all of their eyes on you. The pressure that comes with knowing that you're going to be breaking the record, the pressure that comes with knowing that you're the biggest star in college basketball right now. And the way that she's handled herself and been able to lock in and not have any of the attention or pressure impact her or her game, I think is also a really remarkable part of all of this.
2: Tim Tebow was definitely a bigger star. Like, I'm going to say that. Like, I don't think that's a bold statement at all. Like, that's the one that comes to mind. When when we were having this conversation, um, Nuno and I, producer of our show, he brought up Zion Williamson. Zion was at Duke for a year, was an enormous star. Nobody's questioning that. Was he definitely a bigger star than Caitlin Clark? Like, do we think he was? He's th- huge. Zion, Zion was huge. Zion was but huge. We
4: only, but we only saw him for one year. Right. Yeah. Right, like that's the thing. It was only, we weren't as invested in him as we were in Caitlin Clark. I mean, think about how many times people sit down at home after work and watch Caitlin Clark, watch the Iowa Hawkeyes, because you want to see the ridiculous shots that she's going to make. How many times has he, she been in Sports Center top ten? Like hey, she she's on TV every other night because of how she plays, the style of play, but then also her greatness leading to overall team success and allowing her to dominate the sport. Like that, that, that's that's what people want to lock in on, and she's been doing it for years. So again, we have this investment in the character development, which has led to her meteoric rise in popularity. Chris Carlin, who does the games for Rutgers, both uh, uh, basketball and football, when when Caitlin Clark came to uh, Piscataway, New Jersey, Carlin said that it cost five hundred dollars to get in the building to watch her.
2: It's insane
4: wow. five hundred dollars to get in the building. In Piscataway, New Jersey, Central New Jersey, <laughs> to watch Caitlin Clark ball—that that's how popular she is. And, and again, I, I think this is somebody that is a player that everybody can root for. And with the heartbreak from the Final Four last year, everybody wants to see the redemption story too. Like, we want to see this great player, this all-time great player, leading scorer in the history of women's college basketball. We want to see her actually get back to the highest level that the sport has to offer and come through because that's what we want. Like, this is an all-American story from a little girl that grew up hooping in Iowa Uh to going to the Iowa Hawkeyes to play her college ball and to becoming the biggest star in the sport. How could you not be on board with rooting for Caitlin Clark to smash all of these records and do so while competing for a championship this year?
5: I love what you just said, CeCe. It prompted a thought for me. We're invested in her. All of us collectively are invested in her greatness and in her success. And that is a really rare thing. And I don't know if we have another star like that where most of us are cheering for them. We are invested in them in such a positive Tiger way. Tiger in his prime. That's a good one. That's a good one.
2: Like I just, it's crazy. Like I, I thought people, everybody should be with Tebow when he was in Florida. That wasn't the case, obviously, mm-hmm. right? I would have believed, but it wasn't the case. Serena in her prime, it should have been that. It wasn't the case. Michael definitely. Michael Jordan was definitely that. Mahomes, I would think, but we just had a whole conversation last week about him becoming a villain character. I think that when you're looking at Caitlin Clark, who would be rooting against her? I saw Angel Reese even congratulated her publicly. Yeah, that's right. right. So if that's your biggest rival, I mean, now Aaron Goldhammer in Cleveland doesn't like that because he doesn't want the rivals uh, congratulating each (laughs) other there, like LeBron and Steph. But you get the point. Like, she's as universally loved and appreciated as anyone, and she's bringing people to a sport that, let's be honest, people aren't flocking to prior in the way that they are now. Last year, that Iowa LSU game was one of the biggest games of of all year last year in sports in 2023, I think she's one of the biggest stars in college sports we've seen in a decade plus. And again, the key is not what they became, right? Like Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, nowhere close to Caitlin Clark at Iowa.
4: Yeah, and Evan, just to take it a step further, when you talk about last year, I thought the Iowa LSU game was bigger than any game that we saw in the NCAA tournament, men's or women.
2: I agree with you.
5: I agree with that as well.
4: I agree. It was bigger than any. It was bigger than any other game. Like, I remember doing this show the day after that game and talking about it in terms of Angel Reese and, and, and doing the, the hand over the face like Keaton Clark was known for. Like, I, I remember talking about that, and everybody had an opinion on it. Everybody had something to say about it. Like, that's how big that game was. The rest of the tournament was anticlimactic. Yep. Like that, 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 that just shows you where the game has gone. And Caitlin Clark is a big reason why the needle has moved in the way that it has. So to your point, Smalls, I think we're all invested in Caitlin Clark and her overall success, being able to make history, but also do so at the highest levels of the sport trying to compete for a title.
2: And it's ESPN is your telephone number to join the show. A reminder, NBA All-Star Weekend continues with the State Farm All-Star Saturday night. Radio coverage presented by Indeed begins tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, on most ESPN radio stations. We are unsportsmanlike.
3: so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast
1: on ESPN Radio.
2: Women's basketball history, 99 away from college basketball history because she is closing in, Caitlin Clark, that is, of Iowa, on Pistol Pete Maravich. We're on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. eight eight eight. say ESPN is the telephone number to join the show. We've been asking the question, is there definitively a bigger star in college sports over the last decade or so than Caitlin Clark? Frank in LA listening on 710. What's up, Frank?
0: How are you guys doing tonight?
2: What's going on, Frankie? Hey, I'm born and raised in, uh, in Connecticut. Love UConn basketball. Rebecca Lobo, I know she's a little older. And then Diana Tarazi. Come on! They I were both un- they were both unbelievable. They were huge stars. They are huge stars still. Mm-hmm. I think there's an argument because of the fact that Gino Oriema was the biggest star at UConn because he's been the coach for so long. That Caitlin Clark seems to be one of one at Iowa, where UConn, to their credit, and Lobo was part of the crew that started it all. But it feels like there are so many UConn stars: Sue Bird, etc. That Not that we get lost in that, but Caitlin Clark feels more one-of-one, one, guys, because she's the only Iowa star, right? Yeah,
4: I mean, she's usurped any of her contemporaries in college basketball, men or women. Like, it's it's not close. Like, she's the biggest star in the sport by a country mile. So I think that's, that's the difference when comparing her to Diana Taurasi or Rebecca Lobo. I think they had contemporaries that could rival their stardom, their fame, and, and I don't know that the sport of women's basketball as a whole was the platform that it is now, especially with point. the rise in social media. So I think there's there's the difference. I don't think we, we've seen a spectacle in women's college sports quite like Caitlin Clark. And I think that's attributed to her greatness, but also the growth of the game overall. Great point.
2: Tarazi would have been that if she was playing today, but obviously she's not. It's a great point by you. Trevor in New York, listening on the ESPN app.
1: Yeah, what about Sabrina Ionescu? I mean, I don't think Caleb Williams comes close to either Caitlin or Sabrina. I think yeah.
2: both of those are kind of tied. And I would like to say one more thing, if I can. I'd like to thank Mr. Christopher Canton for being responsible for the second worst of my entire life. I'm a Patriots fan. Thanks, guys.
4: Wait a minute. You're a Patriots fan. You got six championships. How could it be that bad? What did he How is it the bad? second
5: worst day of his life? How yeah, is it he... the second
4: worst day? First of all, losing to a future Hall of Famer in Eli Manning with a Hall of Fame coach in Tom Coughlin shouldn't be as bad as losing to Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. <laughs> I'm just, it, it just shouldn't uh, uh, Objectively we speaking, was the worst day. Maybe that was, it, it
2: the, worst maybe that was <laughs> the worst day of his life. I think he left. We were kind of No, no, no. The
4: 2011 championship can't hurt as much as the 2007 championship. When you had an undefeated season going, and Eli Manning and them rolled into Arizona and took that from you and beat you. All right, okay. If you're a Patriots fan, not being able – coming that close to perfection Mm -hmm. and being able to join only one other team in NFL history and then losing in that moment, that's by far worse then losing four years later. Okay, to right. the yeah. in Okay, you
2: know, I, as someone wonder, close to me says, keep it pushing. Uh,
5: I, I wonder where, <laughs> where Brady leaving and winning a Super Bowl with another team ranks. All right, Patriots okay. House
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for your That's time here. Good
1: one, Smalls. Okay, okay. David in that.
2: Illinois, listening on the ESPN app. We can move on. This is not about the Patriots. Come on, <laughs> go ahead, David. Hey, can you hear me? Yes.
1: Okay. Hey, happy New Year, Kansas! <laughs> <if I> <laughs> good. Well good. Done, Flip Dave. it on them. Figure it. When you figure in where she's from, the state of Iowa, and
5: her popularity, it's unmatched. When you factor in people from L.A., Florida, New York, wherever it is, her proximity makes her the biggest star in college basketball. And I want to pose your question: Has Angel Reese and Kayla Clark did more for basketball
1: comparative to Bird and Magic Johnson in the NCAA tournament in the seventies?
2: Okay, see, this is where this is where I'm uncomfortable because. Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark don't have the rise they have if not for Bird and Magic revitalizing a sport, right? Like basketball is so big that I think that's a hard comp. If you want to say Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark could be the equivalent in their sport, like Bird and Magic were in theirs in 1979 in the championship game, Michigan State, Indiana State, sure, I'm comfortable to do that, but it's like, you know, Bird and Magic – revitalized college basketball, or basketball in general in many ways at that point. That's a tough one for me to go down that path with those two guys specifically. Yeah, I'm with you on that yeah, one. Jay that in Columbus joins us here on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hey, yeah, what's up? What's going on?
1: Um, Caitlin's so great. I think you ought to put it in the sense of, like, age groups. And only people I can really think of around an age
4: in the last decade was Simone Biles. Mm. At the Olympics on a worldwide stage. Okay. And another thing, I'm gonna put you off on something before it even happened, you probably know about this. It's a girl, this is about to happen again if she stay healthy, Lane, Juju Watkins, who average oh, yeah. yeah, We're about to see we, we're about to see this again if she stays healthy. She will have 3,500 points. You average
2: 30 as a true freshman. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. But that's my, that's my call. All right, good one. And uh, okay. shout out to Lindsey Gottlieb, head coach there, Scarzel High School grad, uh, like myself. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yes, that's that's another good one. It's amazing. We're going down the path. There's There's so many great female athletes over the course of time. And I think we're all kind of in agreement. Like she's bigger than a lot of the male athletes, which is which is great.
5: Well, the fact that Jay just compared her to Simone Biles, who's on the world stage competing in the Olympics, and saying that that might be her only peer and what she's been able to do, and you know, somebody over the past ten years, I think that speaks volumes.
2: Uh, Gig on 98.9 in Charleston. What's up, Gig? How's it going, guys? Morning.
4: Love the show. Listen every morning to you guys. Love hey. the show. Um, Thank you. Somebody made a statement talking about Kayla Clark, and by far she is the most phenomenal women's basketball player I've ever seen, Um, but they made a statement that the tournament last year was anti-climatic except for the LSU-Iowa game where they beat my Lady Gamecocks in the Final Four to get to that game, and if I'm not mistaken, we got a pretty good women's basketball team and that was a hell of a game,
2: so I'm not rooting for her to win a national championship, I'm rooting for her to win all the individual awards she wants to, but my Lady Gamecocks will get that ring this year. Yeah, I mean, by the way, that's a compliment. What you just did is what needs to happen because ultimately – putting the sport over is not actually just celebrating Caitlin Clark. It's treating her like we treat Mahomes now where, okay, people are actually going to turn on her and become a villain. It's
4: yeah. 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 But the South Carolina, Iowa game wasn't the same as the Iowa LSU game. Like who are we kidding? I mean, I get it. South Carolina game sports fans, Gamecock fans. I get it. You, you want to, you want to puff your chest out. I understand that, but let's, let's not kid ourselves. The Iowa LSU game was prime time. That was the one that everybody wanted to see.
2: I agree with you but I th- what I was saying was CC I think the idea that if Caitlyn Clark becomes a villain it means properly, like she's treated like every other star athlete, which is awesome, right? Like the, the fact that Mahomes is a villain is absurd to me. The fact that Caitlin Clark could ever be a villain is absurd to me, but it's the ultimate compliment.
5: Because she breaks other people's hearts.
2: Yes. So her it's greatness the same causes
5: pain for other fans. Absolutely
2: <laughs> right. That was a progressive basketball sh- uh, snapshot brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Progressive. Hoops Snapshot here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Coming up next, can he or can't he? Next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, do doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct
6: at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Can he? Can he? Uh, Oh, can't he? This is not hard-hitting analysis. It's not that. Can he or can't he? That is the question.
2: It is time for a round of Can He or Can't He brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by today. All right, CC, can Gerard Mayo prove Robert Kraft right in his decision to move on from their previous coach? Oh, I think
4: he can. I'm going to say he can. And that's more confidence in the organization and the craft than it is anything else. Now, they've got some some draft capital. They've got the third overall pick in a quarterback, Rich Draft. So they're going to be able to land Jaden Daniels or Drake May, whoever falls to them. And they've got the third most cap space of anybody else. So they'll be able to get it out to a great start. Why I think Gerard Mayo... Has a leg up in terms of this generation of athlete is that he was once a player and he won a Super Bowl as a Patriot. So he's got skin in the game with the organization and he's got proof of concept. He knows what it takes. He's a leader of men. So I think he will ultimately prove Robert Kraft right. They've had the succession plan in place. And for them not to deviate away from the plan when a coach like Mike Rabel came available. Hmm. I think that gives me a lot of confidence that this
2: is going to work out. Yeah, that's what scares me, what you just said, because your reasoning for why you think he could be good, former player, skin in the game, won a title with the Pats, <laughs> Mike Vrabel certainly fits all of those and has more experience than Mayo. So. All right, Smalls.
5: Next one, CC. can the Warriors make a run to the conference finals?
2: Ooh, I don't think
4: they can. They can't. I'm going to say they can't, and, and I know what we saw last night in their win against the Jazz. Klay Thompson coming off the bench, dropping 35 points in 28 minutes. That was great. Steph Curry has is, is been phenomenal all year long. But I just don't think this team has the horsepower to be able to get it done. They're asking Steph to do way too much. The third highest usage that he's had in his career this season, and he's 36 years old. I just don't think it's sustainable. The small lineup has been a revelation for them, putting Draymond at center. But I think that's going to create some problems when they move to the Western Conference and they got to deal with the likes of Jokic and they got to deal with Chet Holmgren and they got to deal with Rudy Gobert. So I think they ultimately end up coming up short. I don't see a world where they get to the conference finals or better.
2: Before we get to the next county or Canty presented by Granger, CeCe, I want to ask you a question about the Warriors and put on your former athlete hat on this one in terms of how uh-huh. things how things are done. I was surprised they made the move to put Clay on the bench last night with the all-star break coming out because I would have thought, hey, you start and then you have the conversation over the break and then maybe do it after. Or even if you feel like, hey, he's in a bad way, maybe just send him home for a little bit, relax. You thought it was the right
4: move? You cut straight to it and you let that set in over the all-star break. Got it. Think about it. This is the perfect case scenario for Steve Kerr, right? Like – he got upset with the coaches a couple of days ago when he found out that this was going to happen. He apologized to those coaches before the game yesterday, and he felt like that would allow, that's what allowed him to go out and play loose and free, and you saw the results. So now, Klay Thompson has seen, hey, I can have success. I can star in my role in coming off the bench. The second unit will be mine, and then when Chris Paul comes back, we'll see how that all works out, but that'll be mine. I'll own that part of the game. And that's how I can help our team and compete for a title. I, I think this is the great way to do it. Let them see the proof of concept. Let them sit on that and have those good feels for the next week or so before you get to the second half of the regular season. I think the Warriors played this perfectly.
2: Got it. Okay. Good stuff there. All right. Next one, County or canty. Can Mac McClung repeat as NBA dunk contest champ? Minus two hundred favorite per ESPN bet.
4: No, he can't. And the reason why he can't is named Jalen Brown. And I know a lot of people, like Jalen Brown's a fantastic player, all NBA caliber star for the Boston Celtics. But this dude is a high flyer, man. He is a, he is a, he is a stud athlete. I mean, elite athleticism is why he was a top three pick once upon a time. Uh, I think he's going to show that off at, at uh, NBA All-Star Weekend in the dunk contest. So I think, you know, Mac McClung is a great story. Last, week, last year he had some great dunks. But I think Jalen Brown pulls the rabbit out of his hat and shows that there's levels to this.
5: All right, CeCe, let's stick with NBA All-Star Weekend. Can Sabrina Ionescu top Steph Curry in the three-point contest?
4: This is going to be unpopular, but I'm going to say she can't. I don't think she can. I think Steph Curry is going to go in this thing and he's going to try to prove a point. He's the greatest shooter that God ever made, and when he's locked in and when he has this kind of platform to show out, he's going to take advantage of it. I don't see anybody beating him. Sabrina Ionescu is what's going to make it a spectacle because she's such a phenomenal player. But, but again, we're talking about Steph Curry. It's it's different. It's just different.
2: Next one, can Nikola Jokic win his third MVP, minus 175 favorite per ESPN bet.
4: Uh I'm going to say he can. I'm going to say he can. I think he actually ends up getting it done. I think Jokic runs away with the MVP in the second half. Like this is the time of year where teams start to take the regular season serious. And when the Denver Nuggets are dialed in, when they've got it going with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter and Jokic and Aaron Gordon, like when they've got it really rolling, nobody can contend with them. I mean, Jokic is a cheat code. I mean, it doesn't matter what defense you present to him, he's going to have answers. And here's the thing, he can score at a high clip, but that's not his favorite thing to do. He loves to facilitate. And so that's what makes him so dangerous. You have one of the most selfless superstars in the game as the head of the snake for what you do as a team. And that's why I think Jokic could run away with, yet again, another MVP making it his third in the trophy case.
5: The next one for Canny or Canty here on like: can Giannis save the Bucks season?
4: No. No, Giannis can't save the Bucks' season. It's a wrap. It is a wrap. And they were sounding the alarm when they fired Adrian Griffin and they had the second-best record in the conference. They're telling you that something is really wrong with this team. And, and Giannis and, and Doc Rivers and anybody else that's in that organization doesn't have the answers. They can't fix it this year. I, listen, they can score with the best of them, but they just quit playing defense. Defense is optional on any given possession on any given night, and it was evident last night against the Memphis Grizzlies, who are one of the worst teams in the league. They're the dregs of the Western Conference. And you lost to them before the All-Star break. There's no excuse for that. They got a motivator cuff issue, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Something is is drastically wrong, and I just don't think that they're going to get that fixed in the second half. And here's the thing. The the player leadership is going to matter a lot, but also the leadership from the head coach is going to matter. I just don't have any confidence in Doc Rivers that he's going to be able to fix it.
2: And this is weird because I understand they lost their best on-ball defender in Drew Holiday, but Jay Carter and Pat Bever, they're, they're known as defenders. Giannis won Defensive Player of the Year. Brooke Lopez was, what, second in Defensive Player of the Year last year? No. This is not like some awful defensive team. This is a team that literally is based on defense. No, it's an
4: awful defensive team. Right, right. But I'm it's saying it's awful historically
2: not awful defensive team.
6: players. Yeah, which exactly. is and, and,
2: and like I'm not going to just blame Dame for everyone else. It can't just be one guy. All right, next one. Canter or Canty, brought to us by Granger. Can Justin Fields lead his next team to the playoffs? And if the answer is yes, Cece, tell us which team that may be.
4: <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to say yes. Because it sounds like this is going to be a situation where Justin Fields goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what it sounds like. I, I think I think that is a match made in heaven. And, and I get it. You know, the, Arthur Smith, their new offensive coordinator, had a chance to draft him one, once upon a time when he was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, and he took a tight end instead. But I don't think that's going to be an indictment on Justin Fields' ability to fit into what Mike Tomlin wants to do. And you heard that Mike Tomlin – Really, really loves Justin Fields. I, I think being able to marry his skill set as a runner with the running game that the Pittsburgh Steelers already have leans into complementary football and, and really uh, being able to accentuate the strength of that team, which is the defensive side of the ball. So I like Justin Fields with the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he, if he goes there, then absolutely I would expect him to be a playoff team in 2024.
2: Let me add another wrinkle on this before we get to the final can here, can't he? Let's say he does go there. He was going to be the starting quarterback. Would Kenny Pickett have value anywhere else? Would anyone give the Steelers something for Kenny Pickett? Why would you want to trade Kenny Pickett? Let's say he's not happy. He asks out. He says, "I don't, I don't want care to be if here." He's not happy. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter if he's not happy. He's he, here. He's going to put his gloves on and sit there behind yeah, uh, Justin Fields.
4: He's going to be the backup quarterback. Got it. All right. Yeah.
5: Last one. Kenny or Canty? Can Caleb Williams live up to the hype? Uh,
4: no. No, he can't live up to the hype. He can't. They're comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) They're comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, who we've all acknowledged is on a GOAT trajectory. Mahomes has three titles in his first six years as a starter. He's got two MVPs, three Super Bowl MVPs. No, Caleb Williams can't live up to the hype. Mahomes has been in the conference championship game every single year he's been a starter. No, Caleb Williams cannot live up to the hype. I mean, the, the expectations are impossible for him. I think he's going to be a really good NFL player, good to great, really good to great, but I, I, it's impossible to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. So, no, I don't think he can live up to the hype.
2: And that is Can He or Can't He, brought to you by Granger With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right products for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by today. I rarely say nice things well, over the top nice things about LeBron James, let me just say it this way. Based on what you just said, it made me think about LeBron. He actually yeah. lived up to the hype, and people were comparing him to Michael. He shouldn't no be doubt. compared to Michael, but at the same time, he lived up to the hype to be the second greatest player yes. of all time. It is I agree with you. It is absurd to answer the question he can, which you did not, based on the fact that Caleb Williams has been compared to Patrick Mahomes.
4: And you know what? The point you just brought up is LeBron James's greatest accomplishment.
2: That he lived The up point to the you hype. just
4: brought up is his greatest accomplishment. They compared him to Jordan, and rightfully so, he's the second best player of all time.
2: Now I regret bringing this up because now I, brought up, now I just took a shot at Michael by accident there, so I don't like this. I, I strike everything from the record. I don't like that I just brought that up. We're on Sportsman, like presented by Progressive Insurance.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride-or-die alive
3: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: You know, when you think about some of the big beefs in history, Yankees, Red Sox, rivalries, right? Duke, North Carolina, Michigan, Ohio State, Tupac and Biggie. Anybody else we want to put in there in terms of big rivalries historically? Sports and entertainment, guys, that we have? No? Maybe? Trying, trying to
5: think to th- if we missed any big ones. Okay.
2: Well, do you ever think about Cleveland versus Nuno as a beef? Because I I don't know if we're going to put that in there just yet, but I, I think it's actually started here. So um, Aaron Goldhammer, ESPN Cleveland, the other day, had this reaction initially to the reporting from Brian Windhorst and Ramona Shelburne about the idea of Steph and LeBron playing together for the Warriors. To see LeBron and Steph playing on the same team, that
0: that,
2: that soils the joy of the 2016 yeah, championship. That's to me. exactly where I was going. Okay, so <laughs> soils the championship, right? So soils then it. that that happens. Then Nuno, our producer, who doesn't really care about being on the air, was so agitated by this that he had to open his own microphone yesterday and respond to what happened in Cleveland on ESPN Cleveland, 850 WKNR.
0: Aaron, listen to me. It's Cleveland sports. I'm going to offend everyone right now. It's Cleveland. You don't have multiple championships to try to give away and give (laughs) back except that one. Guess what? Save your anger towards LeBron if they end up getting Donovan Mitchell because that's going to get mad. Are you upset that if LeBron goes somewhere else, that means he's not coming back to help you win another title? Like, focus on that. Enjoy that title because you're not getting it back.
2: All right, so Nuno has that response. Well, but wait, there's more. (laughs) Aaron Goldhammer, Chris Oldak, ESPN Cleveland, really big show. Tony Rizzo responded to Nuno, Pac versus Big, Nuno versus Cleveland. Here's what they had to say yesterday. According to the Unsportsmanlike crew, I'm supposed to be all excited and say, say thanks and wow, go Warriors with LeBron and stuff teaming up. What is what, what I like to see those guys as rivals. I think the Cavs Warriors during that four or five year stretch was the best rivalry in all of sports. When Nuno says, like, it's Cleveland, like, those guys are just jealous that this is the most 10 out of 10 championship of the last 20 years. Also, isn't it a lazy take now just be like, oh, it's Cleveland. Like, come on. Nuno, love ya, but that's a bad take. Okay,
4: so. Yeah, hold on. First first yeah.
2: of all, first of all,
4: I, I just, n- nobody is taken away from the rivalry that the Cavs and the Warriors had, but it's not a rivalry anymore. Was no, is no. the is is the most important words past tense. Right. The Warriors have gone on to play in NBA Finals against two other opponents of uh, 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 post Cavs Golden State. So I just I that's the part that 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 I don't get from Hammer and Chris is that they want to live on that. And, and try to create this air of jealousy, the fact that we don't have teams that were a part of something that was like that in recent memory. And I just don't, I don't understand how that aspect of it plays into why LeBron, Jonah, and Golden State at this stage in his career would somehow tarnish the championship that he won for him in
2: 2016. All fair. They also went after Nuno. Yeah. Uh, Nuno, would you like to respond to a big show, the really big show, going after you yesterday?
0: All right, real quick, if this is Pac big, I mean, am I big? They're Pac? Like, I'm just trying to figure this out. But, no, in all seriousness, this, this jealousy thing, Aaron, let me just explain something to you. Ooh. My New York Giants, my favorite team, defeated and un- beat an under an – Jeez, un- I can't even talk. I'm so Uh-oh. angry right now. Um, beat the Patriots, yeah. the undefeated team. Yeah. They squashed history, squashed it. Right. So I'm not jealous of the title. I'm a fan. I don't I'm not giving anything back. If LeBron James, if Jordan came to hell, and this is going to hurt and CC, you can talk about this. Jose Altuve is a cheater. I can't stand the Astros. If Altuve came to the Yankees and helped them win a title, I'm going to celebrate it. I might go streaking. I don't know whatever like, <laughs> <laughs> what? it's been a while what, what? what? wait but like, this. what the heck just like, happened I'm they go streaking okay maybe what? not mom Clinton. if you're listening I'm not alright just <laughs> what? what I'm saying
2: uh,
5: now I really want to see this all go down you
0: want to see
2: Nuno go streaking
5: well, I though. want him to it they'll, blur, on
0: they'll blur it whatever but like no, <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just saying we don't give back titles titles aren't ruined because our favorite player left a team like it doesn't like that doesn't matter I, I was thinking about this the only player i think i would have been extremely upset if he left the yankees was bernie right when bernie williams was yeah. flirting with the red sox because that was at the height of it right yep. but like guys have switched teams and helped win like it, you don't you don't you enjoy that moment two thousand no one can take that away from you. nobody's me. mad that we have garrett cole and he was once upon a time with the astros right like
4: he's a Cy Young award-winning pitcher. He's the best pitcher in the American League. We ain't mad that he used to be with the Astros. We're happy to have him. And if he helps us win a championship, guess what? We're going to celebrate him. He ain't going to have to pay for another dinner in New York. Even though he can afford it, he would not have to pay for it. Okay, but why is Nuno going streaking
2: in all of this? I still don't understand that part of it. Like, where did
4: we go? I got lost in my moment, like,
0: all right? Really? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's the redi- – as me going streaking for if the Yankees win a title is ridiculous. Just saying, it's to Goldhammer's point, that they, they would soil that championship. That's what I'm using. It's apples to apples, whatever. Like, that's where – we're at that like me being so excited that I won a title. It, it, so I'm going to go streaking because Jose, Jose <laughs> Altuve helped us, right? Help the Yankees is just as ridiculous as saying LeBron joining Steph and them Trying to compete for a title will impact the joy I have for 2016. Plus, you're not looking at this right. I, if I'm a Cavs fan and LeBron goes to the Warriors, I'm hoping it's a disaster. And I'm and I'm living and enjoying that moment when they get bounced Mm. by the Nuggets or something. (laughs) Like, see, (laughs) you did this, and and this is what happened. Like, so you got to look at the positive. Stop being so negative. That's a good spin. That
2: last
5: one is a good spin. Good work. Good
0: work. I, I have one
2: other question. Um, Nuno, have you ever spoken to or met Chris Oldak? No,
0: but he seems like a great guy. But why does he love you? I just don't well, understand. I, I mean, How can you listen, not? A, thank you, Smalls. Thank you. <laughs> what did we learn here? He's so we,
5: lovable. He wants to go streaking with. <laughs> we the Yankees learned that win a somehow, World
2: We learned somehow that Nuno wants Jose Altuve to join the Yankees so he can go streaking.
0: No, That's what I took he, out he of he this
5: Nuno versus Cleveland beat. He wants to win a World Series because it's been a minute. That's oh, what but, see, I,
0: but here's the funny part, and... I'm gonna turn this on, Evan. Like, I think it's the LeBron thing, right? Because Evan, if yeah. you could, you would give away back those Heat titles, right? Like, the, just would I your, give them back? Well, like, yeah, there's.
2: I don't. A, want, I would rather. Okay, here, if you're asking me, would I rather win with him or without him as a Heat fan? I would have rather won without him, like the 06 title or a hypothetical Jimmy Butler title would mean more than the one with LeBron, if that's what you're saying.
4: So you, if you could have one or the other, say they both didn't happen, right? right. You could only have the one with D-Wade and Shaq, or you could have the two with LeBron. You would take the one with Wade and Shaq yes. over the two
2: with LeBron? Yes, I would. And, and, CeCe, I'll give you one more. If I could trade the two with LeBron for one this year, I would do it in two seconds. And I'd go streaking as a result of it. You would go streaking with Nuno. (laughs) Is it because of Jimmy Butler? Nuno and I, what a horrible (laughs) sight. Nuno and I together going streaking as a result of this. here's
4: here's Here's the sad part about it. You wouldn't be the only Heat or Yankees fans to do so. I can promise you that.
2: That's true. That is, You true. wouldn't be. So when you guys won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, was your first thought, CeCe, let's go streaking? Were you no, Will Ferrell and old thought. school no, at no, that no, point? No, 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 it wasn't. No, that, that wasn't my first thought.
5: KFC's still open, by the way. <laughs> that,
2: that was an amazing, I gotta be honest As we just take a minute to reflect What a turn of events We have a Nuno versus Cleveland beef That no one saw coming That again, somehow resulted In Nuno saying he wanted to go streaking If Jose Altuve were to ever join the Yankees And they win a World Series
4: I just don't understand why nobody wants to love the LeBron James titles. I know you don't want to love you the two in that? Miami. I agree. The people in Cleveland don't want to love the 2016 oh, that's true. one. Good one. People yeah. don't want to love the L.A. Lakers bubble one. Yeah. Like, when is somebody gonna love a LeBron James championship?
5: I love <laughs> them all. Well, the bubble is okay, but I love the other ones.
2: You just gave a caveat <laughs> just now. You just did exactly what he said. You just you just did exactly what Cece said. Well, he doesn't understand why people do. I don't love
5: any of the bubble championships. Any of the COVID championships don't have the same oomph for me
2: stay tuned over the next hour you know (laughs) what we're doing we're going streaking on unsportsmanlike presented by progressive insurance
1: thanks for listening to the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio you can listen to unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m eastern on espn radio the espn app and on sirius xm channel 80 you can also watch on espn 2 and on espnu unsportsmanlike with evan Canty and michelle